thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Some event that took place last night down here in Nashville. I don't know if you're aware, but but Michael W. Smith was honored for 35 years in uh, Christian music, and uh, and he really is an icon here in the in Nashville. I have to tell you that there's 50 artists that were at the event last night, and uh, this was the closing ceremony that. Uh, somebody who was actually there at the event they did on their cell phone. So, do you want to play the rest of it or no? <laughs> Up to you. Yeah, why not? It's really good because it's kind of like crescendo, you know, at the very end. So, there's 50 people in three plus hour tribute. And here's, you can see Amy Grant standing behind him. If you look at the video when they put it on there. Held up their phones like they were candles, you know.
So, so that was from last night's thing, 35 Years of Friends Celebrating the Music of Michael W. Smith. It was packed with performances from singers including Amy Grant, Charles, Charlie Daniels, the Gatlin Brothers, Jordan Sparks with Jordan Smith, Matthew West, Rascal Flatts, Avalon, the, Bo the Oak Ridge Boys, Randy Travis with Stephen Curtis Tra Chapman, Cece Winans, Francesca Battiselli, Vince Gill with Wayne Kirkpatrick, you know, Sandy Patty, Natalie Grant, Ricky Skaggs, the Isaacs, Jason Crabb, Lee Greenwood, Winona, Mark Lowry, Jim Brickman, and more, you know. I don't know if you know this, but Michael W. Smith won 45 Dove Awards. Four, five. That's a lot of Dove Awards. And he's it won certainly is. He's wow. won three Grammy Awards. Um, and, I mean, he has literally had a, in my opinion, for, for what it's worth, and that's probably all it's worth, it, you know, he's had probably the cleanest career in Christian music that I know. I mean, without scandal at all. And uh, he's highly, highly regarded uh, here in the Nashville area for sure. And, you know, he's actually been commissioned by presidents to sing at funerals. In fact, I believe he sang this song, Friends, at George W. Bush's funeral. Not George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush's funeral um, uh, recently when he passed um, because he was a friend of the Bush family. So and all that. So what did you think of it, Bareface? Well, uh, of course, I wasn't there, so <laughs> I can't give uh, as close as I got to being there's a video that we just watched. But, yeah, it's, it's you know, 45 Dove Awards in 35 years is, is pretty amazing. And, yeah, there hasn't been uh, any scandal that I'm aware of in his life. Mm -hmm. Husband of one wife for a long time. A long time. Close to 40 years. And by the way, his wife, Debbie, and him wrote that song, Friends. Hmm. They wrote they wrote that song uh, for friends who were leaving. I believe they were yeah. leaving Nashville. Mm -hmm. So, And it became this phenomenal song. Yeah. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, just stand-up folks. Certainly had their share of money that comes with a success, but in, in no way... That I, you know, abuse that I'm aware of, certainly, that never hit the press or anything like that. And it seems like if there was, you know, the press would be all over They'd it. They'd be so. all over it, yeah. And as he's re recorded, you know, he's quoted in this particular article that's in the uh, Tennessean. Um, you know, it, well, it paraphrases, he says he admitted he was somewhat of an unwilling participant. <laughs> In this celebration, said he was uncomfortable with being the center of attention, but added, "You just embrace it." Sure. I mean, if some, why not? You know, if, <laughs> if you know a bunch of people got together to say they wanted to celebrate my music in my wildest dreams, and you know, I, I just like I would be uncomfortable with that. You know, yeah. Unlike Forty-five a... Dove Awards would be enough to say, "Hey, my music is celebrated." Right. Unlike Amy, uh, un unlike Oprah, who you know threw her big this threw herself this big <laughs> palooza of a lifetime when she left Oprah for twenty five you know years after that, but whatever. Anyway, yeah, that was something that uh, you know that I got actually a press release. We could have went to it. I chose not to because I don't like crowds. But could you imagine? Mm. Yeah. You didn't tell me about it. Yeah, I did. I mentioned it months ago when I learned about it, but. 
You didn't say we had an opportunity to. We get, we get a lot of opportunities. Well, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't tell you about. I've had like. I mean, if we could have gone for pits, free. And, yeah, well, not for and free. And sat in VIP home. Well, I I have had numerous invites to the Ryman, though, to do media. And I just haven't done it. Hmm. See, that tells you that I don't really care all that much about celebrity or whatever. Hmm. Maybe one day I will. I don't know. I Right now, I don't really care that much. But I did think it was worth mentioning because, you know, Michael W. Smith, he's one of my favorite Christian artists. Uh. Um, you know, his recent work, though, I didn't really, you know, I haven't really recently. When he started doing worship stuff, like just the worship music, music CDs and that type of thing. But most of his I, recent work has been instrumental works. Yeah, well, he did. But when he started doing like the worship, you know, healing rain type, I think that um. was like one of them. That's when I pretty much stopped doing it. I really like his 80s music. and Well, 80s you know, music is the best. I know, but I mean, I really like, <laughs> you know, um, like place in this world and, yeah. you know, and could he be the Messiah, um, <laughs> miracle man. <laughs> that's what it is there. It's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I admit it. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. I'm so, so, I'm still roaming through the night to find my place in this world. But looking through, looking through, looking for. Roaming through the night to find my place in this world. Anyway, I don't want to get too loud in the microphone. Yeah. Well, I, I actually had the opportunity to meet him at NRB a number of years ago. And I actually said hi, but that was about it. I've never interviewed him. I've never actually asked for an interview. Because for some reason, I've never had a desire to interview him. Which is kind of sad, really, I guess. Who am I? I'm an elitist. That's who I am. <laughs> Would they come on Bible News Radio? Oh, you got You want to hear something funny? You guys will love this. You know Oprah's guy that she's been shacking up with for decades, Stedman Graham? You know him? Right? Well, Stedman Graham has a brand new book coming out in five days. It's on leadership. And I got a press release from the people who are doing his press tour and, you know, asking you know, for interviews. And so I, I, I thought, you know what? I probably won't get it, but I'll ask for it anyway. What the heck? I mean, I don't even know why I'm on this list. So I sent an email to Michael, the guy that sent it. And I said, sure, I'm open to do an interview with Stedman Graham because I just want to see if I would get it, if they would let me have it. And um, anyway, long story short, I get this email back. Oh, you know, we've, we've um, your, your audience really isn't our audience for this. And, and so I just responded back and I said, well, why am I, why do I keep getting your press releases then? Because I didn't ask to be on your press list, but you keep sending me stuff. And every time I request the interview, you turn it down. So what is it? Is it my, is it my platform? What is it? And they, anyway, they wrote me, they wrote back and they said, well, you know, this really isn't a faith-based book. And I said, okay. So there's a part of me that's thought of going secular and just saying, yeah, let's do the Stacey Harp show, you know, and then and then book all these secular people and not have to worry about that. Because I get so many press releases for people who are not Christians these days. You know, I've done this 15 years this month, you know, which is insane when I think about it. 2014. Wow. Is that crazy? No, that's not right. 2014 was only five years ago. 2004, <laughs> I started a blog for books. And now look what this world has turned into. A live streaming media that everybody can do whatever it is from their phone. Yeah, a little, uh, little report from the fact check department here. 
I'm, I'm a fact check. Did I say something No, wrong? no, no. We were talking about it. The Tennessean reports that with Monster 1991 crossover hit, Place in This World, uh-huh. Smith secured star status with mainstream audiences. He is... He has three Grammys, an American Music Award, and more than fifteen million in album sales to prove prove it. Um, so, nineteen ninety one. What we were reminiscing is the eighties was really the nineties. Okay. 90s. <laughs> okay. Um, well, mid eighties, early nineties. That was. Whatever. We're old. In any way you slice <laughs> and dice it, we're. I didn't realize how. We're old, old curmudgeons I, longing for the good old days. I didn't of realize how the twentieth century. I've gotten until i went to california and i turned on k earth 101 yeah. your oldie station playing 70s 80s and 90s <laughs> and i'm like what the wait wait hold on this used to be the 50s and 60s and the 70s that mm-hmm. they played uh so yeah i kind of it, it it's it is funny that like okay all of a sudden you're i'm in the age group that's considered like oldies music is in. I mean, AARP, they have my number. <laughs> they sent me an email and they sent it to their site. So I clicked on it and they're like, um, this is your music that you like, 80s music. I click on it and it's literally one of my favorite songs in the whole world by Toto, Africa. Yeah, a song that nobody knows what it's really about, but it's a fun song. But anyway, all right, well, today, in case you didn't know, is the National Day of Prayer. And, you know, what's really funny is in most Christian media hasn't been covering it. I didn't get flooded this year with a gazillion things about it, which is highly unusual. But I thought today what we would do is uh, we would play six minutes of Vice President Pence at the National Day of Prayer and the Rose Garden at the White House. But before I did that, I wanted to actually read the presidential proclamation on the National Day of Prayer, which which was posted yesterday on the White House website. But I'll read it to you. That way you know that today is the National Day of Prayer, May 2nd, uh, 2019. (laughs) I think it is, yeah. Americans have always found power in unity through prayer. In 1988, the Congress, by public law 100-307, called on the president to issue each year a proclamation designating the first Thursday in May as the National Day of Prayer. Today, on this National Day of Prayer, we once again come together to give thanks to Almighty God for the bountiful blessings he has bestowed on our great nation and to ask for his unfailing counsel. We also acknowledge our dependence on God's love to guide our families, communities, and our country away from harm and toward abundance and peace. Our nation acknowledges that religious liberty is a natural right given to us by our creator, not a courtesy that government extends to us. The First Amendment recognizes the freedom of religion and safeguards this right against government infringement. Take that furf. The United States' steadfast commitment to upholding religious freedom has ensured that people of different faiths can pray together and live in peace as fellow American citizens. We have no tolerance for those who disrupt this peace, and we condemn all hate and violence, particularly in our places of worship. Throughout our nation's history, Americans have consistently turned to God for guidance at pivotal at pivotal. Pivotable, that's, you know, <laughs> it's a George Bushism. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, poor George Bush. Um, anyway, at p- 
pivotal moments. In 1775, the Continental Congress first declared a day of prayer, asking American patriots throughout the colonies to pray in earnest for divine help in forming our republic. 75 years ago this June, President Franklin D. Roosevelt led the nation in prayer as courageous Americans stormed the beaches of Normandy on D-Day. He prayed, Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation this day have set upon a mighty endeavor. Lead them straight and true. Give strength to their arms, stoutness to their hearts, steadfastness in their faith. Today, we also pray for strength for our nation and our armed forces as we face new challenges at home and abroad. Our nation's honored tradition of prayer has sustained us and strengthened our trust that God will continue to watch over and accompany us through the time, the, through the best of times and the darkest hours. May we as Americans never forget the power of prayer and the greatness of our Creator. On this National Day of Prayer, let each of us, according to our own faiths, call upon God for His guidance and express our gratitude for the love and grace He bestows on us and our country. Now, therefore, I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, do hereby proclaim May 2nd, 2019, as a National Day of Prayer. I invite the citizens of our nation to pray in accordance with their own faiths and consciences in thanksgiving for the freedoms and blessings we have received and for God's guidance and continued protection as we meet the challenges before us. In witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand this 30th day of April in the year of our Lord 2019 and of the independence of the United States of America, the 243rd Donald J. Trump. So what I got to tell you, okay, I think this is great. I think that we have a National Day of Prayer and I think it's a wonderful thing. But I'm going to be honest and tell you that there's really nothing christian about this proclamation at all there's no reference to jesus in it there's no reference to the father son and the holy spirit in it there's no reference to really christianity in it at all because i just read it the only thing that there is a reference sort of kind of to has to really be about a.d you know in the year of our lord that's the only obvious christian reference yeah in, it doesn't but... say in the year of a lord or the in the year of someone or um you know this is the year of our lord and the president of the united states speaking which i found really refreshing well i think it's refreshing but i also don't want to be like oh my gosh um, we're such a christian nation no, no but... we have such a christian president that he did blah 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 at least he didn't like honor gay couples in it and all that other stuff so like like yeah. obama did dumb stuff like that so and while though not overtly well not really christian i i certainly appreciate the correct interpretation of the first amendment in there the First Amendment recognizes the freedom of religion and safeguards the right against government infringement. It's not to keep religion out of anything, you know, any shadow of religion out of the government, but safeguards the freedom, the freedom of religion from government infringement. Yes. Um, that's the whole point of, the, of well, freedom of the press, etc. But, you know, the First Amendment, like, pretty much all of the Constitution limits the powers of federal government. Um, well, there is one thing, though, that I do want to talk about briefly, 
and that is that the president has now officially overturned the Johnson Amendment. Uh, that is one thing that was declared at today's National Day of Prayer uh, that he did. And this is something that's been in the news for um, a couple of years now that, you know, he threatened the liberals with it when he became president. Um, if you are not aware of what the Johnson Amendment is, it's basically a 60-year-old amendment uh, which which bars churches from engaging in political activity and gags pastors and leaders in places of religious influence from saying, you know, things about God and stuff like that. Uh, so Donald Trump has actually overturned that. We're not going to play the National Day of Prayer speech that he gave. In fact, there's one tonight, uh, this evening. I start. I think it live streams on the National Day of Prayer website from the White House. Is uh, They're going to be doing the service tonight. I think it starts at 6.30, I think, Eastern. I'm not sure. It's around that time. You can watch it. But they did a ceremony earlier today in the Rose Garden, and Trump was there talking to a lot of different people. Dr. Ben Carson was there. Some Jewish leaders were there. Some heroes from the synagogue shooting were there. Um, you know, it was kind of an ecumenical um, gathering that Trump honored people. He actually allowed a rabbi to speak. Um, and uh, he actually had, I think it was one of the, I can't remember, it was a... Um, uh, one of the people that helped stop killing somebody. Anyway, he allowed that guy to speak and, and everything. It was very interesting, but one of the things he talked about was how he overturned the Johnson Amendment. So this is a good deal. This is big news um, because, um, well, because frankly, it was unconstitutional. You know, in America, we all have the right to free speech. It doesn't matter if you're in a church or not. And so uh, Donald Trump did that. And when the, when an official thing comes out about it, I'll find it and I'll share it with you. I, right now, I can't seem to find it, but he did actually say it, talk about it. So, um, did you know that? Maybe you can find it. Maybe Bareface can find it. Oh, maybe he can. I don't know if he can, but he might be able to. But wait, hold on a minute. Maybe I can find it. But anyway, in the meantime, we would like to air the first six minutes of the National Day of Prayer thing that took place today in the Rose Garden, and I watched this, and it's Vice President uh, Mike Pence who speaks, um, and I, I thought about, I thought about not airing this, but actually I want you to see it, because you know why? I don't think you're going to see it anywhere else, so, and I think it's important that you know our Vice President, who is actually also honored by the President today, um, said some very nice things, so why don't you, do, let me know when you got it up. From uh, C-SPAN? Yeah, from C-SPAN. It's the first six minutes of the video I sent you. Yeah, well, we can do that. So we're going to do that, and then we're going to talk about, talk about Target and how they're attacking us again. Can you believe that, people? Um, yeah, and then we'll talk about some other stuff, too. Um, Hello, Bob. By the way, while you're getting that up, Bob will say hi to people. There's Bob. Bob and Sean and Melanie and Sue and Gina and Angie, you're there. Hey, by the way, thank you guys for sharing this out. In case you don't know, we are spiked everywhere on social media. And the only way people are going to see Bible News Radio is if you share it out. <laughs> Just so you know. Uh, yeah. Oh, and, the, and you know what? Okay, speaking of, you know, Donald Trump was talking about 
he, how he overturned the Johnson Amendment. Well, if I just Googled this to see if there was any news stories, it apparently the liberals, the Washington Post, the friendly atheist website are actually saying that Trump lied about it. So I don't know. Who do you believe, a friendly atheist or the Washington Compost? I don't know. But we can, we can, we'll do more research on it. But now I want you to see what happened earlier on C-SPAN today. It's about six minutes. I think you'll, uh, well, hopefully you'll enjoy it. I enjoyed it, so I thought maybe you might want to see it. Here we go. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Is it going to give you a commercial? I don't think so. Okay. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the Vice President of the United States and Mrs. Pence. Yay! These guys are awesome. Not very loud, but... Yeah, well, maybe you need to turn the volume up. Um, it's max now. Oh. Good morning. Please be seated. To members of our cabinet, leaders in faith and public life, to all our distinguished guests, it is an honor for Karen and me to be with President Trump, our First Lady, and all of you here in the Rose Garden as we mark this National Day of Prayer for the third year in a row here at the White House. The Bible tells us to be faithful in prayer and that the effective and fervent prayers of a righteous people availeth much. And since the founding of this nation, the American people have believed in prayer. It is the thread that runs through every era of American history. In 1775, the Second Continental Congress established a day of fasting and prayer. In 1863, President Abraham Lincoln, from these very grounds, urged Americans to pray so that, in his words, the united cry of the nation would be heard on high and answered with blessing. In 1952, President Harry Truman and the Congress formally established this National Day of Prayer and set aside each year for the American people to turn to God in prayer and meditation. Ever since then, every president has issued a proclamation in honor of this great tradition, and President Donald Trump continues that tradition today. As President Trump said just two years ago in this Rose Garden, in his words, we are a nation of faith. And I can assure you, at a time when religious belief is often marginalized and even ridiculed, in this White House, under this president, we believe in prayer. In fact, the president has made a practice of opening every cabinet meeting in prayer. In fact, he is at this moment in time one of only four presidents in American history who've issued multiple proclamations calling the American people to prayer in a single year. 
we believe we always do well to go to the Lord in prayer. But it seems especially important these days. No one should ever fear for their safety in a house of worship in America or anywhere in the world. And yet, we live in a time when we have witnessed unspeakable attacks on people of faith at a synagogue in California just a few short days ago, at mosques in New Zealand, at historically black churches in Louisiana that we'll be visiting tomorrow. As Americans, we mourn with those who mourn and grieve with those who grieve. And we condemn these attacks in the strongest possible terms. But on this National Day of Prayer, the American people and people of every faith in this country can be confident. They have a champion and a defender of faith and religious liberty in President Donald Trump. It's true. From early in this administration, President Trump has taken steps to ensure that the federal government will never, ever penalize anyone for their religious beliefs ever again. Today, the President will announce even more steps to acknowledge the vital role that people of faith and faith-based organizations play in our national life. So on behalf of our family, and as you will soon hear from the First Family, thank you for your prayers, for our President, for all those who serve in authority at every level. Thank you for your prayers for our armed forces and those who serve in law enforcement and our first responders. Thank you for our teachers and religious leaders and all who lead in business and private sector across this country. And thank you for your prayers for all of the American people. Today we pray for America. And as we pray, let's pray with confidence. This was inscribed in those ancient words millennia ago, that if his people, who are called by his name, will humble themselves and pray, that he'll do like he's always done with the long and storied history of this nation. He'll hear from heaven, and he'll heal this land, this one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you for joining us for this National Day of Prayer. God bless you all, and God bless America. And God bless America, people. Okay. <laughs> Wasn't that great? Hey, I've actually, I've actually met him. I shook his hand. I was wearing a gray sweatshirt. I looked like horrible <laughs> in D.C. when he was the governor of Indiana. Yeah, we met him in the Cafe Rotunda. He was walking around on the upper floor, as we were, and yeah. happened to just encounter him. I was going to say run into him, but no, we didn't make contact. Like, in that way, we didn't, like, slam into him or anything like that. We just happened to be walking right. around that side of the rotunda at the same time. And, um, so so one thing that I want to say is after this happened, you can, you guys can watch this whole thing over on C-SPAN.org. Um, Melania Trump, Mrs. Trump, first lady, she came up. Uh, right before Donald came up 
And she actually prayed the the Shema, Hero Israel, the Lord of God is one, you know, and mm. she prayed that prayer and then Donald Trump started to talk. So mm. what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say one thing, uh, you know, we said, wasn't that great? Well, there was one important phrase left out of the quotation from Second Chronicles there. Humble ourselves and pray? Yeah, he said that. Okay. But turn from their wicked ways. That's an important part of that formula. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, you know, you had me thinking, uh, you know, with the proclamation and, and this prayer that, not prayer, the, the address that Vice President Pence just gave. Uh, over the weekend, I was watching, a, started to watch a series of uh, shorts done by Francis Schaefer, Dr. Francis Schaefer in the 70s, 77, I think it was. Bob said that Bareface knows the scriptures. Yeah. He said mm-hmm. Randall, though. But... That's good. Anyway, title, How Shall We Then Live? Mm-hmm. And take him to scripture. Anyway, one thing he noted very astutely was that in the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. uh, being a Christian, it wasn't Christian worship and worshiping uh, the Messiah that got Christians in trouble in the Roman Empire is that they would not worship Caesar as deity. Um, there were lots of religions in the Roman Empire at the time, and what got them into trouble is that you know by that time, uh, they had actually set up Caesar was deity. He was to be worshipped as a god. And, well, it got the Jews into trouble, too, as we read about Priscilla and, <laughs> Priscilla and Aquila getting kicked out of Rome. And anyway, right. when Caesar had all the Jews exiled out of Rome. But, yeah, that was a thing. And so, as, as we hear about the friendliness of government towards religion, that's, that's good. That's good. And that's what Paul admonishes we should pray for, that we should live a quiet and peaceful life. Right. With all the background, I'm just saying, let us be cautious if if we are called to worship something else. Messiah and someone or something else. Because you know, we're not to have any other gods before the one God, the one true living God. I'll be quiet now. Yeah, well, that's true. Okay, I'm laughing about something completely non-related. Just ignore me. Okay. All right, now I want to read you an article here titled... Trump touts new faith-based protections at a National Day of Prayer ceremony from the Washington Post. All right, it says here, and this was published like at 3.47 p.m., so that was like like about an hour ago. Okay. During a speech Thursday before faith leaders, yeah, they were, they were leaders of faith, gathered for the National Day of Prayer, President Donald Trump announced a new rule allowing health providers, insurers, and employers to refuse to provide or pay for services such as abortion, sterilization, or assisted suicide uh, that they say violate their religious beliefs. Conservative groups welcomed what they said were needed conscious, were needed, I can say that, needed conscience protections for health care workers while LGBT and women's groups warned the rule would lead to discrimination and drastically reduce services for already marginalized groups since providers might decline to offer certain treatments or refuse to treat gay and tra- transgender people altogether. 
Religious liberty is a fundamental right, but it doesn't include the right to discriminate or harm others, said Louise Melling, deputy, deputy legal director at the American Civil Liberties Union. This rule threatens to prevent people from assessing critical medical care and may endanger people's lives. Medical standards, not religious beliefs, should guide medical care. Really now? Should we talk about this? No, wait, no, let's finish reading this. Religious conservatives, <gasps> those religious conservatives, <gasps> anyway, contend that such protections are needed in the face of increasing state and federal mandates. Yeah, they are. Well. <laughs> no healthcare worker should ever be forced to choose between their practice or their faith, said Ashley McGuire, a senior fellow at the Catholic Association. That principle is enshrined in countless laws and regulations, but has been violated for far too long. Yeah, it has. And Trump's remarks on the National Day of Prayer were the third time he has used the 77-year-old annual multi-faith observance to make announcements addressing the concerns of Christian conservatives who are a large part of his base. During his first year in office, he promised to make it easier for religious leaders to speak openly about politics. On Thursday, that would be today, he said the Johnson Amendment, which prevents churches from endorsing political candidates, has been effectively eliminated, though it would take an act of Congress to officially strike it. Okay, so that's what they were talking about. At the White House Rose Garden ceremony, Trump also noted the three black churches set aflame in Louisiana, along with the bombings of churches in Sri Lanka, the attack on a mosque in New Zealand, and the attack on a synagogue in Pittsburgh last year. Uh, we will fight with all of our strength and everything that we have in our bodies to, to defeat anti-Semitism, to end the attacks on the Jewish people, and to conquer all forms of persecution, intolerance, and hate, he said. Rabbi Yisrael Goldstein, who lost his finger during a shooting at his synagogue last week in Poway, California, thanked Trump for being, as they say in Yiddish, a mensch par excellence. Did I say that right, bareface? Yeah, okay. a little uh, Yiddish, Yiddish and French there. The final rule regarding health care issued at 440 pages by the Department of Health and Human Services broadly defines, or in some cases redefines, key terms in the law, such as discrimination, referrals, and what it means to assist in a procedure. It also meticulously lays out religious exemptions in, de in detail, both in terms of the types of workers that are covered and specific situations that arise. It explicitly mentions abortion, sterilization, assisted suicide, and advanced directives as issues, and says that individuals and entities would be allowed to refrain from having to provide, participate in, pay for, provide coverage for, or refer, or refer for such services. It includes protections for medical students, people who prep patients for operating rooms, and charitable groups alike. It's, it's a conscience protection, basically. Um, because you know what? Here's the deal. The left has been coming in and enshrining their worldview into the law, discriminating against people of, of faith that actually believe like abortion is murder. And let's say you're a doctor, right? You don't want to perform abortion, but you have to learn in order to get through grad school. It's as an example, right? There has to be some type of protection for that person who doesn't want to kill a baby would not you agree i would i would agree that 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 should be that you know especially since the hippocratic oath is do no harm first do no harm 
You know, I don't know how dismembering a little poor, innocent little baby in the womb is not doing any harm to the baby. I mean, hello, you know, so it, it's, it's funny to me to watch the left, like get all in a tizzy, like, oh my gosh, oh, they're discriminating against us. Oh, us. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're trying to, they're trying to flip reality on its head and make the rest of us feel ashamed for pe being normal people, you know, who oppose abnormal behavior and stuff like that. I know it's hate speech, right? But it's really not. It's normal. That's normal. Yeah, we've you got uh, Louise Melling over here with ACLU saying, oh, you know, it's religious rights is not a right to discriminate. And she's concerned about that gay and transgender people will suffer. Okay, well, it explicitly mentions abortion. Right. How many gay and transgender people depend upon abortion services? Sterilization? Mm. I don't know, maybe. Gay and transgenders, I mean, sterilization will cut them off from society. They don't get sterilization. Assisted suicide, okay? Are, are they in gay and transgender people in, in desperate need of assisted suicide services? And advanced directives, and that include, you know, withholding life support, things like that. Right. And so, you know... <laughs> What it is to protect people of conscience who actually believe in the Hippocratic Oath or the uh, intrinsic value of human life. Right. You know, don't want to kill, take away human life through abortion or prevent life through sterilization or take away life in assisted suicide or take away life in a case where the life could be saved. Um, right. You have to do some... Mm. crazy, you know, emotional and uh, rational gymnastics to somehow you know, get around to oh, gays and transgenders will suffer and marginalized p people if people of conscience can't kill, you know, on demand. Right. So JDF says, ladies, if your man has a beard, raise your hand. If he doesn't, raise your standards. Some really smart <laughs> woman said that. <laughs> Am I supposed to know what that means? Is this a reference to something I don't know? Did 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 Kay Robertson say that? No. I don't know, but Although... um... <laughs> You guys want to hear something funny? Well, you might not find What we just read is kind of funny. If it wasn't so sad, it would be funny, but Bareface Bareface said that? I didn't say that. Really? No. Okay. Jewish husbands have beards? Okay. I'm lost. I'm Many lost. Beards. I'm lost. Okay, whatever. Or am I found? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and on a personal note, A minor. That was a bad joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Really bad because that's a key, not a oh, note. Oh, shush. Okay, anyway, so... So, Randall and I, uh, earlier last month, our house flooded. Like, the floor, the kitchen floor flooded. And you guys know, I was in California, right, on a business trip. The following day, the kitchen thing broke, and poor Bareface had to de deal with it and, and all that. Anyway, long story short, you guys, um, you know, yes, we have insurance, and yes, there is a thousand dollar deductible, which we don't have to pay. And so they took that out of the, the, the thing and they cut us a check. 
for $2,200 to get our kitchen replaced, which just so you know, the, the quotes, everything that we've gotten just for the floor, the kitchen floor, this doesn't include the carpet that needs to be fixed, which is kind of messed up now as a <laughs> result of this. Anyway, most of the quotes we've been getting have been upwards of $2,800. So that left, that's like a $600 difference, right? Well, I want to thank you guys for donating to us to Indeed. get that fixed. I, I know some of you did. There's a handful of you. There's about five of you who donated to us uh, for that specific cause. I want to thank you because you guys provided that cushion. And I want to let you know that earlier today, Randall and I, we went down to Lowe's. Uh, we bought the floor. It has not been installed yet because we've got it probably, it's probably going to be another month or so. Uh, we used our Lowe's card, which gave us even 5% off, uh, which saved us a little bit of money. So we were able to even save, you know, get it to that thing here, you know, um, and all that. So I want to just say thank you. I know you guys, um, you know, somebody said to me, see how much people love you that they're willing to give you money. <laughs> and I said, yeah, it really is nice to know that you guys actually care about stuff like that because really we live i mean we live we really live on a on a on a wing and a prayer you know i mean we really do live by faith you know i really do and the enemy likes to often discourage me by by going well you're really not that great because you don't bring in a million dollars or five million dollars like janet parcel gets paid over on moody radio <laughs> you know you make a thousand bucks a month with bible news radio um you know and, and so I just want to say thank you because it, it really touches my heart. And if anybody wants to keep donating, that would be good because we still got to get the carpet fixed and we're not sure how much that's going to be because that wasn't actually um, in, in, the, in the quote. <laughs> we were trying to figure out, you know, I'm pretty convinced there is a warranty, right? I'm convinced there's a warranty on our carpet, but we bought the carpet like what, six years ago? And we're trying to figure oh. out who we bought it from. We can't, we know the day, because I, I wrote about it on Facebook, because I wrote about the people that installed it for mm. us, and Facebook remembers everything. So if you want to remember anything, put it on Facebook. Right. Because seriously, you can go back through your things since the beginning of time, your time on Facebook. Yeah. Um, but anyway, oops. Ah. Yeah. So seriously, in all seriousness, if you want to become a pillar of our community, you can do that by going to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. Uh, if you want to uh, support our sponsor, Ariel Ministries, you can go to Ariel.org. And you can also go to CampShoshana.com and learn about camp. In fact, if any of you actually go to camp, I really want to know about it because... I want you to, if you if you do go to camp, I want you to come on our show and report about your experience there at camp. I would love to hear, you know, what you learned and what the environment was. Kind of get a, a firsthand, you know, or I guess a second, well, I guess you're a firsthand testimonial. So you can go to campshoshana.com. You can also go to over to ariel.org. Don't forget, we have the book, The, the, the Feasts. Mm -hmm. and fasts of Israel. One of the most difficult names of a book I've ever had to pronounce. 
available now, and you can save 20% when you use the coupon code Bible News to get that. Go just go over to our website. Anything over there you can you can buy. Uh, if it clicks through to Ariel, use the coupon code save 20%. The other thing is, um, uh, we do have Bible News Radio gear. I don't know if you're aware of that, but over on our page, there is there is a a, a thing that talks shows our gear. Shop. If you want to, yeah, shop. So if you go there, you can get like a Bible News Radio shirt. You can get I'm a Daily Disciple shirt, sweet and lovable. You can get that stuff on a coffee cup. You can get it on other stuff. I a actually, skateboard underwear. Yeah. Socks. If if you um, there's one say, that says I love you in a non-gay way, which was kind of my tribute to Cheryl Chumley when she came on <laughs> the show. That was funny. Um, you can get you know t-shirts, sweatshirts, you know a whole bunch of stuff. And you guys do. And here's the thing: when you buy something with our with our info on it, do me a favor, take a picture of it with you or yourself, and then tweet it out and tag me in it. That way, I can see it. And then we can show it here on the show, too. That way, you know, you guys can, you know, you can see it. So you just got a Daily Disciple shirt? Cool. Yeah. Oh, and that reminds me, too. You can you can join our Daily Disciples Facebook group as well, um, which is uh, on Facebook, too. Do you have 2X in men's underwear? Bob wants to know. I don't think so, Bob. <laughs> You're a weirdo. You know that? All right. Anyway, so... So there's that, and what else? Let's see. <laughs> I'm looking on the There's lady styles. I know I've seen. <sighs> anyway, I don't see men's stuff. Uh. But. Also, coming soon, my book, Pickleball Faith. We have a new cover almost done. Do you have it available? Can you show it? No. Okay. Well, you're just going to have to wait then. Only two or three people have seen the new cover. Um, it's looking good. It is looking good. There's a cross on the ball itself. It's so cool. Uh, anyway, I'm getting super excited about my new book, Pickleball Faith, which is going to come out hopefully in June. That's my goal. Um, and so I will be setting up a page somewhere soon to take pre-orders of, of it. Uh, for those of you who want it, this is a book not about pickleball as much as it is about relationships. It's actually a relationship book. It is about pickleball because it's about my friends at pickleball. <laughs> and they're all going to read it and go, really? You wrote that about me? Really? How come you didn't use my name? So anyway, it's going to be an interesting thing, but it's really a relationship book. If you if you struggle in your relationships and you want to read some really encouraging, super cool God stories, you're going to love my book because that's what it is. It's just common sense, honest, raw, vulnerable stuff. And the people that have pre-read it have told me um, that like one of the comments I've gotten back from numerous people who've read it already, they have said, you know, um, I really appreciated your transparency and your vulnerability in this book because I really, it really, really, if you read this book, it's almost like reading my journal, just so you know. So if you really want to kind of get inside my head and heart and see some of the things that I struggle with, but some of the things that the God has taught me through this wonderful community of people that play pickleball, um, then you're going to love the book. Well, I hope, hope you'll love it, you know, but anyway, it will be available um, and yeah, and let me put it this way. When I read parts of it, I cry because I'm so, I'm moved by it because of 
because of what God does. He's so good. All right. Okay. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Target. How many of you have boycotted Target in the past? I have. Why? Because they're buttheads. That's why. So here is an article over on the American Family Association's website. It's titled, Target Pushes for U.S. Government to Punish Churches and Christian Business Owners. Okay? Yeah, man. Target endorses dangerous bill before Congress. What is it with these stupid corporate entities that like to butt their nose in things that have nothing to do with actual business? It's so stupid. Anyway, it says this. Over one and a half million families have pledged to stop shopping at Target since it announced it would allow men to enter women's dressing rooms and bathrooms, putting women and children in danger of sexual assault. AFA has made it clear since the boycott began that our worries do not stem from fear of the transgender community, but rather from the very real threat that predators and voyeurs or anyone with evil intentions would take advantage of the Target bathroom policy to harm women and children and they have exactly now target has gone on public record stating they fully and wholeheartedly support the passage of the equality act now now before congress meaning it supports government sanctioned discrimination against churches and christian business owners and see this is the thing that drives me crazy because the this community will will cry well when anything conservative or whatever gets passed we're discriminating against them and yet when they discriminate against the majority of the population they're they're like what what i'm not discriminating against anybody what are you talking about you know that's not discrimination if, if congress passes the equality act every one of them should be, be thrown out on their butt yeah held yeah. for treason because this is in violation of the of the first amendment <laughs> yeah yeah, it is. Anyway. So it says here, the so-called Equality Act has nothing, is nothing more than a repackaged version of the Unemployment Non-Discrimination Act. And uh, this legislation has been driven for years by rabid homosexual activist groups like the Human Rights Campaign and is specifically designed to place sexual liberty above religious liberty and the First Amendment. For example, under the Equality Act, a Christian business owner or even a church that refuses to hire a homosexual or transgender individual would immediately be exposed to potential lawsuits by LGBT activists. Another example would be a baker or a florist who refuses to cater a homosexual wedding. This business owner would face crippling fines for refusing to forfeit his or her religious beliefs. In short, this dangerous legislation punishes the belief that sexual activity should be limited to one man and one woman within the confines of marriage. Not only is this bill a threat to religious liberty, it would also nationalize Target's dangerous policy that, that allows men who say they are women to access women's restrooms and changing areas. The legislation has a special provision that says that all public facilities must allow customers to use the restroom that corresponds to their gender identity. There are still people you know who are unfamiliar with Target's dangerous policy. Will you help spread the word or the warning and let your family and friends know about the Target boycott? If so, you can go to afa.net forward slash Target. And when you do, sign their petition, and then you'll get on their email list and get flooded with a whole bunch of other stuff from AFA. <laughs> but then you can unsubscribe if you like, but whatever. If you, you, know, you don't have to go and do that, but what I can tell you is you can just stop going there. 
And literally, there's a Target in our area. There's a Walmart in our area. Two biggest places to shop in our area. And Randall and I, we don't shop at Target. I think I think we shopped there three times in the time that we've lived here. Something like that. Because boycotts work. But see, the liberal media will lie and they'll tell you, ah, this didn't work. They're still making tons of money. But... You know, it's not it's not true and it's ridiculous because um it's just it's just crazy yeah and everybody hates walmart too so it's it's you can't win so you just may as well go get your non-gmo seeds now start planting them watering them live off the land people it's what you should do yeah you should dog is snoring over there i just heard him snore he's so cute anyway speaking of legal shield i i do have to uh bring that bring that up (laughs) today i had our networking meeting this morning um i have a goal and i have a dream people yeah i do my dream is to sell everybody legal shield because it really is it's great it's a great product actually And here's the thing. I want to advance to senior manager by the end of this month, which means I need five people to buy Legal Shield from me this month. (laughs) Will you be that person? Can I count on you to support our show, Bible News Radio? Will you come to the side of justice and liberty and get protected with our awesome legal insurance? Yeah, you will. (laughs) Actually, if you, uh, if you, um, if you need identity theft protection, ID Shield rocks, and it's the best stuff out there. And you guys know that I, uh, you know, I have talked about this a lot. But seriously, if you re- if you don't have it yet, you really should get it. I'm going to give you an example of why, because just this week, I got to tell you this true story. So you guys remember when I told you that I got a free box of Dinnerly from my friend Jennifer when I was in California? She recommended this service Dinnerly to me. This is one of these box services you you put, you know, they send the food to your house. You pick it off the website. Well, I loved it. I loved the service. Awesome food. Tastes great. Randall and I, we're not wasting any food. It's, it's five bucks a meal, so it's pretty affordable, even on our budget. But recently, they sent me an, a box I did not request. And I contacted their service department, their customer service, and I said, I did not request this box. You know, am I going to get this box? I want to confirm I'm not going to get this box. And their their customer service representative wrote me back and they said, no, your next order is on May 7th. I said, oh, I said, good, cool. That's awesome. So um, I thought everything was taken care of. The next day, which was two days ago, next day, a box from Dinnerly shows up with all this food I did not request and actually don't like. So I'm irritated, right? So I'm like, okay, I thought that this was taken care of. So I contact their customer service department and I explain what happens. And they're like, well, there's no refunds. The only thing that we could do is, is on your next order, save you the shipping, which is $8.99. So anyway, long story short, I'm like, no, I want a refund on this box that I didn't order. It's a $60 order. I'm like, I don't have 60 bucks to throw away on this food that I didn't order. Plus, your people told me that I actually didn't order this, that my next order was supposed to be coming May 7th. I called their 800 line. 
they never call me back. So the guy I'm doing this chat with, he admits that the customer service person that helped with me wasn't helpful. So I even got that in writing. So I'm like, just unsubscribe me, okay? Just unsubscribe it. So they unsubscribe me, I get an email. In the email, there's actually a thing, we're sorry to see you go. If there's anything we can do for you, blah, 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 then, then contact our CEO of Dinnerly. I'm like, okay, cool, the email's here, great. I'm gonna write the CEO of Dinnerly and I'm gonna tell him that I want my money back and what happened. So long story short, I end up writing the guy back. Uh, the CEO writes me back. He cuts and pastes two paragraphs of the same thing, which was clearly something he cuts and pastes to everybody that writes him. And he says, we are like um, really sorry. I'm going to send this to the, to the top person in our customer relations department. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. So he sends me that. So today I get this email from the, the chief customer relations person regurgitating the same stuff the CEO said, regurgitating that they'll give me like free shipping on my next box. So I, I wrote her back and I said, well, you know, I appreciate your offer, but I'm going to decline the offer because it's insulting to me. And I went and I listed the whole reason why I wanted my money back. And now I'm waiting. But at the end of my letter, I, I actually told them, I said, are you guys willing to not, I, I'm telling you I want to be a customer. Okay, I'm telling you I want to be a customer and you are going to lose this much money over a period of a year if you don't, if you <laughs> decide not to refund me the money that you owe me. Are you willing to, are you willing to lose that type of money? It's like 360 bucks a year. It's not even that much, right? But are you willing, I'm, I'm a first time customer. I said, and plus you guys forgot a couple of the items in the box you sent me. So you didn't even send me all the food that you claimed that you were going to send me. But I'm just wanting my, my money back on this box. And so I wrote that. And then at the very end, I said, you know, so you have a choice. Your choice is to think about refunding me. And your choice, you know, if you don't want to refund me, then I will have my attorney contact you to get the refund. So it's your choice how we're going to deal with this. So that all that to say, this is why I have legal shield. Because if I didn't have legal shield, I'd be like, you know what, I'm like, fighting with you over something that you guys screwed up. And you're like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, well, I do care. And if you're not gonna listen to me, you may listen to the lawyer that's gonna write you a letter and get my money back. I, I was sharing this this morning at um, my networking group. And the truth is, you know, people talk about customer service these days. People don't care. They really don't. People always say customer service has gone downhill. Yeah, you know why? Because people just don't care. They, they, they think that it's okay to take advantage of people because a lot of people don't stand up for themselves. So that's why having Legal Shield membership is good for you because it gives you some confidence and power and some confidence that, look, if somebody's going to try and take advantage of you, you know what? You're going to be like, no, I'm standing up for myself. If you're not going to listen to me, you're going to listen to an attorney that I have. So anyway, that's just one reason to get the service because Legal Shield will be definitely getting my money back for me on this one because I'm totally in the right. I got it all in writing, uh, but I'm still trying to give this stupid company 
you know, <laughs> I'm still trying to give them like business, like a chance, you know, I don't know, Randall, what do you think? I, I know our time's up, but I just had to share because it really. Yeah, it's surprising how much, you know, both parties, especially their party, how long they're willing to drag it out. Reminds me of the thing with, with your, well, last couple eBay purchases. One was a $14 purchase. One was a $30 purchase. <laughs> I know. One was clearly misadvertised. The item they said they were selling, they didn't, it's not the item provided. In the other case, they had a policy that was a, you know, free returns. They send you a prepaid shipping label and they, and they wouldn't do it and went on and on and send us this, send us that, no, send us that. And I wonder how much money they spent uh, trying to, you know, trying to avoid paying, yeah, you know, the, the, re, the return cost for the item. And same here, you know, how the, the CEO has been involved. You know, for, for $60 and anyway. Yeah, well, and you know, I'm thinking the CEO doesn't even read what he's responded to because yeah. Yeah. he literally cut and pasted two paragraphs that said, Identical, the, exact, right? yeah, that said the exact same thing. And I'm like, okay. And then here's the thing. I didn't read reviews on this service uh, until after, obviously, I had the service. When I went and read some reviews over on a review website, I found that I had similar issues of other people, so it's not just me. They claimed that because it's a weekly food service, I automatically opted in for the thing and I had to cancel it. Well, I never opened the email because it didn't look like it was a necessary email. I actually went through my email later, which then if I had to drag this in the court, I could say, okay, dinnerly, you guys know when I open the email because you guys have email opening tracking. We all have it. Okay, so when do you want to submit that Stacey Harp opened that email? Oh, it was May 2nd. <laughs> you can't say I didn't know. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's really irritating. But anyway, all that to say, that if you want to get Legal Shield, let me know. Um, because here's the thing. I would really love to advance to senior manager this month. Uh, I think it would be super cool. It will help us out at Bible News Radio, but even more so, this membership really does pay for itself, and it helps you out. And if you need a will, you need to get it. Okay? All right. There you go. All right. So tomorrow is Free For All Friday, and we may have, I'm not sure yet, but we may have our very first millennial moment to show you. Not sure, because I'm not sure yet, but we might. So that would be something to look forward to. <laughs> Otherwise, you can look forward to seeing me, your sweet and lovable host again tomorrow, and Bareface who is not your sweet and lovable host. He is your man in the shadows. Yeah, he is. But he's super hot, just so you know. If you want to see how hot he is, go watch my Instagram story. <laughs> you'll, you'll get to see it. <laughs> All right, so be bold, people. Uh, stand up. Yeah, stand up. Go with God and protect yourself legal insurance because he loves you. All right. <laughs>